Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Australia has been doing pretty good as far as keeping our COVID-19 cases at bay. We've managed to relieve some of our harsher coronavirus restrictions as long as we keep up our social distancing measures. But there are some places where this isn't the case. The World Health Organisation has warned we are entering a new and dangerous phase of the pandemic. COVID restrictions will be reimposed on Victorians from tomorrow night following a surge in cases. The number of cases there has risen by 25 overnight. In China, where tonight the government released staggering new numbers. South Korea has confirmed 67 new COVID-19 cases on Saturday, marking the highest daily rise in over three weeks. Today, we're going to look at the places where COVID-19 seems to be popping up again and whether this is the start of the dreaded second wave. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Last Wednesday, June 17, 15 of the 21 new coronavirus cases reported in Victoria were returned overseas travellers in hotel quarantine. By Saturday that same week, the situation had flipped, with just one of the 25 new cases reported that day linked to someone returning from overseas. 14 of them were linked to existing outbreaks, six were found during routine testing and four were under investigation. The number of cases jumped from 35 in one week to 116 the next. Premier Daniel Andrews says according to the government's health experts, more than half of these cases are linked to -to family-to-family transmission where people are gathering without adhering to social distancing measures. Two families alone, the Keylor and Coburg clusters, accounted for 25 cases so far. We have even had people who have tested positive and have been told to go home and isolate, and instead they have gone to work. Instead, they have gone and visited loved ones in large numbers. It is pretty clear that behind closed doors, when one family comes together in large numbers and potentially goes and visits another family, they are not practising social distancing. There are also concerns about a new outbreak in Beijing, where they thought COVID-19 was well under control, discharging their last active case from hospital back on June 9. On June 10, a 52-year-old man who felt ill rode his bike to hospital for a test, which returned a positive result, breaking Beijing's 56-day streak of no locally transmitted cases. Authorities then found trading areas for meat and seafood in wholesale markets were seriously contaminated with the coronavirus. From when the new outbreak was detected to the end of last week, they'd recorded 158 new cases and rising. 
the emergency levels have been increased and restrictions put back in place. So why is this happening in Victoria? Why can SA, Tasmania, WA, Queensland, the Northern Territory and even to some extent New South Wales avoid these large-scale community transmissions? And why does it seem to be connected to meat and seafood handling? GP Dr Brad Mackay explains. There are a lot of cases from overseas that are going into Melbourne. So particularly Melbourne and Sydney are two of the major ports for Australia. So this is where we're seeing cases. A lot of people are in quarantine and hotels in both of those cities. But we're seeing some of the coronavirus spill out the sides of the hotels. So we have had a number of security guards or hotel people who have been infected with coronavirus. And we're still trying to figure out why that transmission is occurring. So people can walk past hoteliers. They could be able to pick things up from bench tops, or there may be some closer proximity than what we realise with people who are working in the hotels. So most of the cases we've been able to figure out where they've come from, but there's about eight cases in Victoria at the moment that are still under investigation where we just don't know where the cases are from, and we're trying to track down where the coronavirus has come from and try to link these cases all together. Now, we are seeing quite a bit of the community transmission happen from family member to family member. Are we throwing caution out the window when it comes to, you know, hanging out at mum and dad's house? Yeah, I think we have trust in family members. We just think that everything's okay and we're safe within our own family. And this is what we are seeing in Victoria as families are gathering together. The hugs are coming out, people are kissing and getting together in large groups. If people are sharing a meal, then everyone's talking over each other. And by the end of an hour and a half, everyone who's around that table has probably breathed in coronavirus and one person has it. And some people who are younger will also not have symptoms as well. So particularly young children, they may be able to have it um, and spread it, but we won't know about it unless we're putting a swab up their nose and getting a sample of the virus that's sitting there. So that's why it's still really important, even if you go to a family dinner, to keep that 1.5 metre distance or that four metre square distance per person to make sure that we don't do this, we don't transmit this from family member to family member? Well, think if you're having short meetings, so if it is less than 15 minutes and you're keeping about one and a half metres away from other family members, then yeah, your chance of transmission is low. But if you are getting together and you are sitting in the same room for more than an hour, then you will be breathing in the air that somebody else has breathed out. So there's not that security or safety. There are some people who are going to visit their grandparents, for example, and they're talking to them through their door or through a window. They're not staying for very long um, and they're wearing a mask when they visit as well. And and these are the things that we may need to think about, particularly if we have elderly family members who may have other chronic health conditions and we're wanting to do everything that we can to protect them from coronavirus. We were expecting to see a major onslaught of new cases off the back of the Black Lives Matter protests. We were warned that it was going to happen, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Have they handled these protests well? We did see people wearing masks and carrying sanitizer and making sure that they kept moving and gave each other distance. Have they just handled that in the correct manner with social distancing? Is that why we're not seeing so many cases? Yeah, I was very conflicted when the protests were going on and we were so telling people that if they were going to turn up to make sure that they were wearing a mask, that they were spreading out. And and that's sort of what we did see across the board. The crowds looked huge in every city. They were huge, but they were also socially distanced to make it look even bigger than what we're expecting. A lot of people were wearing masks. I saw a lot of police officers who weren't wearing masks, so I was a little bit confused about our authorities not abiding by the rules. But yeah, 
we're not really seeing an outbreak in cases from the Black Lives Matters protests. And we would have expected to have seen this by now. So two weeks past that event, we should have seen it, but we're not. It's more those family gatherings that are letting Victoria down at the moment. Why do some of these outbreaks, and not just in Victoria, but we have seen this at an abattoir. I think there was more than 50 cases from one abattoir, but we're seeing this in China as well. The original outbreak, of course, from Wuhan was linked to a wet market. And then another outbreak just recently in Beijing is also tied to a food market where meat is concerned. Why does it seem that this coronavirus keeps popping up where the handling of meat is concerned? Yeah, so certainly over in China with the wet markets, so we're talking about Wuhan with the wet market over there, that was from where they were selling live animals. And we think that having live animals near humans is a bad idea, especially if they're more exotic animals. So in Melbourne, where they have an abattoir or meat packing area, it's certainly the perfect environment for coronavirus to stay stable around people. So one thing is people are working side by side. They might have really long shifts that go for 10 or 12 hours. They're about a metre away from each other. They're using all sorts of machinery, which is causing aerosols to float around into the environment. And it's also really cold. It's sort of like working in a fridge. And we know that the coronavirus can stay stable for longer in colder temperatures. And so it's just this perfect um, enclosed space where <coughs> coronavirus can spread pretty easily and, and stay around for a long time. So it's all of the perfect conditions for spreading like wildfire. Is there anything in the fact that these areas are wet, that they're not dry? Is coronavirus known to, I don't know, be able to stay on a surface longer if the conditions are moist? Yes, certainly if there's moisture in the air, it will be able to spread around. We know that coronavirus spreads within droplets within the air. So if you're breathing it out, it will be contained within the droplets in your breath. And if there's lots of moisture, it would just help it to spread around a little bit more easily and provide a comforting surface for it to sit on if it was sitting on a bench for a while as well. Borders are starting to reopen now. If we are thinking of travelling to go and visit friends and family that we haven't seen in a really long time, do we not hug them? Do we not stay at their houses? Do we go stay somewhere else away from them on the off chance that we've carried this cross borders? What do we do in this case? So as borders do open up around Australia over time, we do need to be really careful about transmitting coronavirus from place to place. And I think the borders will be closed for a fair while until the authorities are quite comfortable that we're able to move around. So certainly if there haven't been any cases in your area for a long time and you're travelling by car and you're not stopping off at too many hotspots on the way to your parents' place, then you're probably going to be okay. If your parents are living in an area that there's not much coronavirus traveling around, then again, like your risk is going to be low. But if there are more cases that pop up, then we just need to be more and more vigilant. And we may see that over time, areas will have hotspots identified or clusters, and those suburbs will have to clamp down and have very little movement in those areas while we wait for the cases to peter out and for people to get better. And then they'll open up again. And then we may see another area clamp down. And this is something that we'll need to keep on juggling over the next few months or even years, depending on when we finally get a vaccination that's suitable and available and effective. Victoria is now winding back some of the restrictions that eased as the curve began to flatten. The number of visitors allowed in your home is back down to five. The increase to patrons allowed in pubs and restaurants had been set to go up to 50, but will remain at 20 for at least the next three weeks. The reality is, 
This is our new reality. There will be outbreaks and clusters and relaxing and retightening of restrictions for as long as COVID-19 is amongst us. The World Health Organization on Monday reported the world's largest single-day increase in coronavirus cases across the globe, recording over 183,000 new cases in a 24-hour period. Brazil leading the way with just over 54,000 cases, followed by the US with 36,617 and nearly 15,500 in India. COVID-19's first wave isn't truly over yet, let alone prepping for the second. So as we keep our fingers crossed for a vaccine that's increasingly looking more likely to be something to look forward to in 2021 and beyond, just like those who gathered for the Black Lives Matter protests, all we can do is take the precautions we know stop the virus from spreading. Washing hands, wearing masks, keeping our distance. That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Ian Camilleri. And if you're keen, chuck us a review in your podcast app so we can find out what you're loving and maybe not so much loving about the quickie. It helps us out heaps to know these things. So if you can, rate and review in your podcast app today.